0: Hello and welcome to the Amateur Austenite. My name is Frances Duncan. I am an author and the founder of the Jane Austen Society of New Zealand. My co-host is my friend Shan. Good evening. And today we are discussing chapter 29 of Mansfield Park by Jane Austen. The ball is over. William and Mr. Crawford and Edmund all leave. Fanny is sad about this. She tries to talk to Lady Bertram. Lady Bertram is no use. She has a much better talk with Mary and her sister. They have a quiet evening party, which Fanny enjoys. But to Mary, this time is very painful. Being alone and then there is a week and Edmund does not turn up. So she goes through the rain, potentially, to see Fanny to find out what's going on. Questions Fanny a lot and implies that perhaps Edmund is going to marry one of the Miss Owens and Fanny thinks that he won't. We don't even see William or Mr. Crawford. We just hear about them having left and deserted chairs and empty plates. And so Thomas leaves Fanny alone to grieve, thinking that she's grieving for Mr. Crawford as well as William. The deserted chair of each young man might exercise her tender enthusiasm. But to her, it's all about William. William was gone and she now felt as if she had wasted half his visit in idle cares and selfish solicitudes unconnected with him. She
1: wanted to be able to dedicate the entire two weeks to him. And then, to add insult to injury, Edmund left. All of the young men for whom she feels affection have all left. The word I wrote next
0: to her worrying that she had wasted Willie's visit was squandered because a friend told me a story about a friend of hers who every time she visited her
1: her said, I have squandered my time with you, quite dramatically. It is a lovely word. It is a beautiful word. It sounds actually so much more meaningful than just wasted. Fanny wants to talk about the ball. She tries to
0: talk about it with Lady Bertram, but it was heavy work, as everything kind of is with Lady Bertram. Lady Bertram refers to herself as quite stupid. I feel
1: so very stupid. And she can't remember anything. One almost wonders, is she dosing herself with laudanum or something? She comes off as just not there, mentally, most of the time. And then about 15 minutes later, she'll come out with an almost irrelevant type of comment. I love the way she says, she forgot to ask Sir Thomas what it was. He's going to know what was he doing. Yes. Fanny thought and thought again of the
0: difference which 24 hours had made in that room and all that part of the house. It was languor and all but solitude, exactly like when the play ended. They did manage to get back to having a really sociable, enjoyable time like they had during the play, and here is the reverse of it again. This time it's Fanny feeling the absence. Because the people that she really cared about have gone now. She's trying to bolster herself with Edmund's leaving, and Sir so Thomas himself says, as to Edmund, we must learn to do without him. Fanny is very aware of this herself. He is going to be moving to Thornton Lacey. Lady Bertram is quite simply just, I wish they would stay at home. I'm very glad we took Fanny as we did, for now that others are away. We feel the good of it. We shall always have her. Sir Thomas actually suggests that that might not be the case. He does say she is now quite as necessary to us if we've been kind to her, but if she does leave us, I hope it will be to a better home. Lady Bertram does not know what he's talking about. I'm sure she is better off here. I cannot do without her. So Edmund has gone for a week to do his ordination, In the week was tranquility and comfort to Fanny, but tediousness and vexation to Mary. Fanny has just been told how important she is to her surrogate parents, so she's probably quite enjoying the quiet time with them, and I imagine Mrs Norris isn't around as much because there's not fun things going on for her to meddle
1: in. And Not to mention the fact she's already disappeared off with the overabundance of jellies for her sick housemaid. I'm sure her housemaid will get all of those. Oh
0: yes. Miss Crawford is angry with Edmund for adhering to his own notions and acting on them in defiance of her. But she wishes she had
1: not spoken so warmly in their last conversation. This is really quite an interesting insight, this chapter, in terms of Mary's feelings for Edmund. Because up till now they have felt rather superficial. But here we do feel there's a lot more depth to them than previously expressed. I mean, there is a little bit of her throwing her toys. Oh, yes. But behind that is feeling. And fear. She fears she's frightened him off with her... Honest opinions? Her honest opinions. She's desperate to hear about him, even just to hear
0: his name spoken. So she goes mm. to see Fanny and asks about the letter Edmund said, and says to give him my compliments. Her speech is so interesting, because there's lots of breaks. You can see she's trying to think about what she's saying, and trying to stop herself from saying too much. Is not there a something wanted, Miss Price, in our language? A something between compliments and, and love, to suit the sort of friendly acquaintance we have had together? She wants to be able to send her love to Edmund, but that is inappropriate. Totally and utterly inappropriate. She cannot do that. She realises that the letter was to Sir Thomas rather than to his mother. So, of course, Edmund would not have filled him in on any of the events that he was going to, because who could
1: write to chat to Sir Thomas? Yes, in fact, Sir Thomas would probably really appreciate the openness. He is quite businesslike,
0: but he does care as well, and he might be a little bit difficult to connect with, but that doesn't mean that you should stop trying. It doesn't mean that he won't appreciate the things that you're saying. He may not reply in kind, but that
1: doesn't mean that they don't mean anything to him. And again, it's the difference between a father relating to younger children and girls, and those people of much more maturity.
0: Edmund is staying with the Owens because Mr. Owen is going to be ordinated at the same time as him. And his three sisters. Oh, and Miss Crawford is jealous. Yes. Of the Miss Owens. She asks how many there are. Are they musical? And then goes into a ramble about musicality. And Fanny says, I know nothing of the Miss Owens. Perhaps the Miss Owens might like to marry him. It is everybody's duty to do as well for themselves as they can. He is now in their line. He's going to be a clergyman, like their father and their (laughs) brother. They are all clergymen together. Oh, she is so fishing. He is their lawful property. He fairly belongs to them. And then she says something which echoes something that Mr. Crawford says later, I think. You don't speak, Fanny. Miss Price, you don't speak. I'm sure Mr. Crawford has almost an identical line, trying to get her to say something, but also the slipping with her name. Because up to now she was always Miss Price. But they start referring to her as Fanny, which is a very rude thing to do unless Fanny has it's said, actually, you may call me by my first name. That's mate. right. This is a quite painful conversation for Miss Crawford. She had hoped to hear some pleasant assurance of her power from one who she thought must know. She thinks that Fanny is in the know
1: about Edmund's feelings. She's not aware of Fanny's feelings towards Edmund beyond the hero worship of an older brother. But she is aware that they have a very good rapport. And as a sister, quasi-sister to Edmund, and her relationship she has with Henry, where Henry will tell her all sorts of things, She's making the assumption that Edmund will be telling Fanny. Actually, he is. He has done, but he can't send her the letters because... He's not writing to her. He's not writing to her. Fanny says she does not expect
0: one of the Miss Almonds to be the mistress of Thornton Lacey. Miss Crawford presses, perhaps you don't think him likely to marry at all. Or not at present. And Fanny says, I do not. And Miss Crawford turns the subject... It's kind of an in-between chapter. It does explore some of what's going on for Fanny and some of what's going on for Mary. There isn't
1: action, but we get to know what they are feeling. A lot more honesty in Miss Crawford's conversation. She's suddenly realised she really does feel a lot more for him than she thought. How she's enjoyed just those conversations on a daily basis.
0: And him being currently gone has made her realise that, and the fact that he is continuing to do something that she does not want him to do, which means that he will be forever separated from her. Unless she can change. And that is our summary of Chapter 29 of Mansfield Park by Jane Austen. My name is Frances Duncan. You can find me at com and on Twitter at Francis underscore Duncan. Thank you for listening and we wish you happy reading just popping back in to let you guys know that we have merch now. I haven't actually got merch with my face on it. That seems a little weird to me, but if you really want it, let me know and I'll do that. Here's merch of the Jane Austen Society of Aotearoa New Zealand's logo, uh, some Jane Austen merch, and some Pride and Prejudice, heavily Pride focused merch too. It's on Redbubble and the link is in the notes. Happy buying!